the Culture Guy Podcast. Today with the sex episode. Or let's call it the sexism episode. Are you intrigued yet? Welcome back to the Culture Guy podcast. This is Christian, your host, the Culture Guy. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, the Culture Guy podcast, this is the show where we talk about cultural differences, how they show up in life, at work, in our social environment, for people who have to work across cultures, who choose to work across cultures, and who once in a while run into difficulties when they deal with people from a different value base. And I called this episode, Let's Talk About Sex Baby, because I live in the United States, even though I'm not American. I'm Those of you who've heard this uh, talk before, or who had the pleasure to meet me, um, know that I'm not from the United States. I'm from Europe. As a matter of fact, I'm from Germany. And when the, the public debate in the United States in the last couple of weeks boiled up the way it did, I thought this was the right time to talk about the issue or the topic of sex. Let's hope it's not an issue. Let's call it a topic. And for those of you who may not be um, okay with talking about this topic so openly and publicly, I would encourage you to skip this episode and maybe listen to one of the future or past episodes that we've done. This may be a little more explicit, not in terms of the language I use, but in terms of a, a conversational topic that is not okay to be talked about in every culture. So forgive me if this is a little more blunt than you would have expected from previous shows that we did. So why am I picking this topic? Why is this important all of a sudden? Um, those of you who have been following the political landscape in the United States may have realized that there has been talk about some lewd or inappropriate comments that one of the candidates has made in the past. They've been on record and they have been released to the news media. It became a big outburst of either support for that candidate or um, opposition to the way he phrased his sexual advances towards women. And this reminded me of one of the uh, topics that always come up when we work with our clients. And just recently we um, did a cultural training. I did a cultural training on behalf of my company, The Culture Mastery. We have a client in the United States. It's a European company in manufacturing and they've dealt with sexism in, in their organization and seeing what happened in the political landscape in the US, I thought let's combine these topics and tie this together to a more, well, overarching issue which will eventually come up as you cross cultures. 
So let me tell you the story of this of this particular client. So this is a company that's been around for generations. They've been, I think they've been in business for more than a hundred years. So this is a um, small mid-sized enterprise from Germany in manufacturing, like so many other well-known German companies around the world, tradition, um, longevity, processes, detail. Um, they're usually very good in one very niche product that they've developed or usually an engineering-based business. And this company is putting together some kind of anthology of the company's history. And on one of the pages in that anthology that is yet to be printed, so they're, they're not done developing that, um, it turned out that they published a, uh, an image that they had in one of the product brochures from the 1970s. And the image that you can see in that brochure is nothing short of what the United States would call um, sexist. It is not in alignment with how in today's American workplace an image like that would be viewed. So the page that I'm talking about, I, I won't replicate it in the in the show notes, but you'll you'll see what I'm alluding to when you look at our blog. We wrote a, a posted a, an article about it about the gender roles and sexism in in the workplace and how they can affect you when working globally. Um, so in, on on this page, it's dominated by the picture of a nude woman in a rather lascivious pose and she's showing her bare behind and you see the her her neck and you see her hair and you see her buttocks and and her her long hair is barely covering her her breast and the brochure goes on to explain how form follows function in, in the company's product and how the product design is shaped by well shapes the shape of that body so in Germany, for that German company, this kind of um, throwback to their 1970s advertising and marketing appeared to be perfectly acceptable. And they included that in their anthology, in their company history book, so to say. Well, their female leadership in their U.S. subsidiary got an advanced copy of the book and they went haywire. And they called me and said, Christian, this is what we're dealing with. How are we going to let our headquarters in Germany know that this kind of advertising, even if it's done internally for our own team members or for our clients, will be viewed highly inappropriate? This is by U.S. standards unacceptable, and we don't know why they would like to tolerate that and why they would like to distribute something this sexist to our clientele or to our team members so this goes to show that we're now in 2016 and chauvinism at work is still at play even though we've seen many women break the glass ceiling you see it in politics where women are taking leadership positions look at germany look at great britain um, look at one of the candidates in the u.s election so we we see women in politics rise up um, we see women in in uh, company leadership, look at Pepsi, look at the U.S. subsidiary of my client, uh, lead by uh, a female. So they respond 
differently to these, well, from a male perspective, harmless throwbacks to a time that is long gone. You want to think about Mad Men or you think about the golden days of advertising where being sexist or chauvinist was perfectly acceptable. So if you're dealing with people from different cultures, please keep that in mind. Keep in mind that your values, what you find appropriate, what you find familiar and acceptable in your culture does not necessarily evoke the same emotions abroad. And this may have been a very simple example. You can, you can go as far as look at uh, some other advertising that's been done in, in, in the past 30 to 40 years where it is clear that the woman is attracting attention. The woman in the image or in the video or the ad is attracting attention to the product. The product actually takes a backseat to the physical uh, attributes of the female in the commercial. In today's westernized context, this is not appropriate. In many other cultures, this is still rather prevalent. So how do you deal with that? And being German, living in the U.S., we've had this come up on several occasions with our expatriates that went through our expatriate training. We did a, a cultural training living and working in Germany for Americans. And I remember well, there was this couple in a group training um, that was about to be sent to southeastern Germany, namely to Bavaria. And the mother said, well, I have teenage sons and I will bring them to Germany. What do I need to pay attention to? What are some of the things that may not um, go well with my very Christian conservative values? Well, and I certainly had to bring it up to her attention that in Central Europe, not just in Germany, but throughout Europe, it may be in Austria, it could be Switzerland, it could be France, it could be the Netherlands, Northern Italy, this type of, uh, well, the U.S. would call it sexism, or the display of nudity or um, graphic display of, of sexual content is acceptable to a certain extent, and it is certainly not in a North American context. So, for an example, if you walk through Munich, through the English Garden in Munich, which is, if you have not been, the English Garden in Munich is what the Central Park is to New York City. It's an oasis of green and uh, forest and meadows and a creek runs through it. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful place in the heart of the city where in the warm months people play out. They take their dogs for a walk, they play soccer or frisbee, and they just hang out in their break time or during the day. And if the sun is out, there will be certain pockets in the English Garden of Munich where you see people basking in the sun and many of them wearing nothing. You will see people completely naked in the heart of a city. And you will also notice that the only people who stare are the foreigners, those who don't live in that city. So the locals find it perfectly acceptable or they have learned a behavior to find this acceptable and it is familiar to them. So they don't worry about this anymore. For them, it is an okay standard. It's their quote unquote normal. For the outsiders who come in to see this for the first time, they're shocked. Just like this American mom who was about to go on her expatriate assignment to Germany was shocked when I told her about it or when I told her about the fact that if she goes to uh, a public pool area, she might find people topless, or she would go to a sauna or a spa 
where if you go to the sauna, um, it is nude only and it is mixed genders and all generations. And there is no sexual innuendo around it. It is merely the way the locals do it. It is different from how they do it in the United States. And this has come up frequently in, in comparing Europe to North America. There seems to be a almost a diametrical uh, difference between what is socially and culturally acceptable and familiar in terms of nudity and sexuality compared to what is acceptable and familiar in terms to violence or the display thereof. So for instance, if you go to the United States and watch a movie or um, go on Netflix and, and, and download or stream a movie that is rated. Um, and then in the United States, the, the rating would be, for instance, PG-13, which advises adults that this is parental guidance recommended, PG, parental guidance for every viewer that is 13 or younger which means if you have young teenager or preteens watching this it may be a good idea to have an adult in the room to make sure they are not watching anything inappropriate so in the united states what qualifies as pg-13 for european parents is sometimes outrageously violent so you will see um, people getting shot getting hurt you will see blood you will see gory scenes that can be viewed as horrific or, or nightmare-inducing, right? And it is, by North American standards, perfectly okay to let teenagers watch this. In many European countries, movies or media content like this would be viewed as highly inappropriate for people under 18, and it would be rated as such. To the contrast, you would have movie scenes or TV shows where there is a display of nudity or even uh, some sort of sexual content that is not pornographic, but that is still um, clear that this, there are sexual actions happening and there are people in the nude and the sounds and the motions that they're displaying in their acting are representative of, of sexual action. In Europe, this can be perfectly okay to be shown in public television at prime time and there is no rating around that whereas in the united states scenes like this would e easily result into a rated r or even rated x uh, review that will make it not possible for teenagers to access it freely so these standards between what is acceptable in terms of nudity sexuality are often diametrically different from that which is acceptable in terms of violence and goriness and, and, and thrill and horror. I'm not saying that either one is good or bad. The fact is every culture has defined its set of quote-unquote normal. And just because it's normal in one culture doesn't mean it is normal in another. So if your business, if you are in business across cultures, you want to keep that in mind. You want to know what are the norms, what is acceptable in the culture that I'm doing business with or that I'm interacting with or that I will be entering. Case in point, I don't know how many of you became aware of that. Just recently, there was a Formula One race held in Malaysia and Kuala Lumpur. Um, the Australian driver won, which was uh, great for all his Australian fans. And some of the Australian fans displayed their happiness about their driver's performance 
in a way that is considered very lewd and obscene in Malaysia. And these people are facing jail time for being inappropriate in public in a predominantly Muslim country. So no matter where you go, know what the standards are. Know before you go. Know that what you consider to be normal or acceptable behavior may not be the same abroad. And also keep in mind that when you're doing business in a mixed gender environment, what can be perceived as sexist or sexual innuendo is there's a very it can be a very thin line. So you want to err on on the safe side before you pull out that old joke that got you the big laughs back home that may be sexually derogatory to women and would not be a big deal at home. However, abroad or in the context of your global workplace, maybe a deal breaker, maybe something that will ruin all the trust and rapport that you've been building up so patiently in, in the past weeks. I will also make a point to put a little uh, graphic or uh, I want to say a cartoon on the website. When you go to the show notes um, or you go to, ideally you go to a blog, theculturemastery.com forward slash blog, you'll find the show note to the culture to the culture guy podcast you can also click through the categories there's a navigation for all the categories just click on the podcast category that will show you all the past episodes that we've done so far so that's what i'm referring to when i say show notes go to the culturemastery.com forward slash blog you'll see an entry to today's episode and i will post a little cartoon and you will see two women in that cartoon. One woman is wearing high heel sandals, a bikini, and sunglasses, and the other woman is fully covered in a burqa, a, um, a traditional female garb in conservative Muslim cultures um, that only shows uh, her eyes. And you see two speech bubbles or thought bubbles and the well presumably western lady in her bikini and the sunglasses is looking at the muslim lady thinking oh my god poor lady everything is covered but her eyes what a cruel male dominated culture she must be living under and at the same time the muslim lady is looking at the bikini clad woman thinking, oh my God, nothing covered but her eyes. What a cruel male-dominated culture she lives in. So no matter what your point of view is, chances are the culture that you're dealing with has a slightly different point of view or maybe significantly different point of view. So when we talk about sex, baby, this is the name of this episode, be very aware of how your message will be received. Be very careful how you phrase things and know that you may offend people with things that are considered harmless at home. Um, it is, well, how do I say this? It is a touchy subject as, as we have seen in, in the political debates in the United States in the last couple of weeks. And it can be, a very touchy subject at your place of work and it may result in deals lost or at least in 
and trust ruined. So if you have any stories around this, if you have run into this where you as a female may have felt that you had to deal with sexism in the workplace and the males in your environment, or maybe even the females in your environment, were not even aware that they were violating um, a line in the sand or whether they were uh, just thinking they were harmless in their behavior. We'd love to hear about that. Please send us an email or leave a comment on the website in the show notes. Um, you can send an email to get started at theculturemastery.com. And this is one word, no dashes or dots or hyphens. It's get started at theculturemastery.com. Or you can send us a Twitter message. You use the Twitter handle Culture Mastery. You can use my Twitter handle, which is at Höferle, H-O-E-F-E-R-L-E. You can do that on the Facebook page. We have two Facebook pages. One is for The Culture Guy podcast, which is facebook.com forward slash The Culture Guy. And you can also find us on facebook.com forward slash The Culture Mastery. Both work. I'll be posting more about this podcast on the Culture Guy Facebook page, more of the corporate stuff about the company and the work we do, you'll find on the Culture Mastery Facebook page. So we try to keep that a little bit separate, but there's a, a, a bleed over, obviously, since I'm, I'm, I'm both, right? I'm the Culture Guy and I work for the Culture Mastery. So either way, we'd love to, I would love to hear back from you. And um, this was the first time, this is the first episode of this podcast where you only get to listen to me. I hope you like that. And the next episode will be with a guest again. We've already um, done the interview, so be on the lookout for the next episode. And in the meantime, let me hear from you. Um, I thrive on the interaction. I thrive on your feedback. Um, let me know what we want to talk about next, baby. It's probably not going to be sex, but I'm sure it's going to be an equally important and interesting topic. And for now, um, let the music take you out and I'll um, give you a few more updates quickly. For instance, I wanted to remind you that the CETAR USA Congress is going to happen. It's called the CETAR USA Annual Conference. My apologies. And it's held, it will be held in Tulsa, Oklahoma in November, November 9th through the 12th. And before that, I will be in Ohio in the Cleveland area. If you are there in the end of October, dates are not quite clear, let me know. Maybe we can meet up. Mid-November will bring me back to Texas. So the culture guy is on the move. More precisely, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, tentative dates are around the 16th and 17th of November. That's the week before Thanksgiving in the U.S. So if you have business interests that revolve around crossing cultures and you are in the Fort Worth area, let me know. I'll be happy to sit down and have a cup of coffee with you. meantime while i'm talking to you here our web team is working feverishly to make some improvements to the website 
So if you go on theculturemastery.com and things look a little wonky and off, it's probably because we're still working on it. The blog section is still there and you can still access all the information and data we posted there and all the previous episodes of this podcast. However, some of the content pieces on the homepage and our service section and mission, all, all the critical parts of the website are under construction to a certain extent. So please, please be patient with us. We're working on it. It should be done soon. So this was the Let's Talk About Sexism Baby episode. Remember, if you have episodes that would add to that, let me know. Send it over to me, Twitter, Facebook, email, any of that works. And this is it for now. We'll talk to you again soon. And until then, make sure to always trust your process. Thanks for listening.